One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Scene 2 Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. Full disclosure, we recorded this episode pre-Christmas. So you might be listening to it in that wonderfully joyous, slightly confusing time between Christmas and New Year, where you lose track of the days of the week and the day. It always happens. But I wanted to give you the advance notice that we recorded it in advance in case some crazy lunatic manufacturer decided to launch a car on Boxing Day. <laughs> that doesn't happen, does it? I don't know, but I, maybe I, it will. I don't think it does. No. I think we're all in a weird limbo in that time of year when nothing really happens. You're watching TV that you never usually watch, Loose Women Christmas special. No. <laughs> Christmas, you just watch the football. Well, I don't. Football's no, over, don't. isn't it? World Cup's done. Excuse me. What? We've got the Premier League now. You're joking. No, of course not. But Straight into the Premier League. Yes, Boxing Day. Big full fixtures and then all the way through to... Oh, you're, lo- Mate, you're love loving it. life, aren't you? You're love so it. happy. <laughs> Meanwhile, us F1 fans still have to wait a little bit longer for any uh, big F1 news. Well, actually, that's another thing that may have happened. Maybe there'll be some big F1 announcements in that weird period between Christmas and New Year that we're going to miss. It's been mad the last few weeks with all these uh, team principal moves and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, d- I just wanted to clarify up front, we've recorded this in advance because, well, Tony, you're going away for Christmas with your family, aren't you? I am, yeah. I'm going to uh, Lapland. That's going to be so fun. Taking my daughter to Lapland, That is going to be amazing. And you were saying it's like the full Santa Claus or Father Christmas experience, right? Yeah, yeah. They go all out. It's the the whole lot. You get off the plane. I'm sure some of you have been, um, but we wanted to do it right over the Christmas period because it's like... So special. We're going to see him Christmas Day. And she's only six, so she's going to love it. But yeah, literally, you, it starts when you get on the plane at Gatwick. So they like make it like you sing songs, all the kids sing songs on the plane all the way there. Then when you when you get there, um, you're greeted by all the elf elves. Oh, wow. No, it's like properly cool. I don't know the full extent because I've not been. I'll report when I get back. Please do. <laughs> it, is it a private chartered flight? Correct. Okay, because I was going to say that's a nightmare easy jet flight if you're on that flight with like 60 kids. Jingle bells, jingle for three yeah. hours up to Finland. Yeah. Um, but that will be amazing. So yeah, you can report back on our New Year show. You can let us know how you got in Lapland. I also have some family commitments. So yeah, we're just we're just taking time with our family during that Christmas. We didn't want to let you guys down. We still wanted to bring you a show to enjoy and listen to if you're taking some time off. I'm sure lots of you still have to work in that period between Christmas and New Year's. I will. Yeah, or, well, because you're, you're coming back from Lapland to work, aren't you? Of course, yeah. Gee, that must be a good time to sell cars, isn't it? Sort of in that weird period. It can be. Yeah, because yeah. people are kind of like kicking their... Like kicking their heels, yeah. they just want to get out. Yeah, and, and obviously uh, this is a quiet time of year for the motor trade in general uh, because people are obviously spending their money on other things. But 
January, where other sectors suffer, our sector's normally okay. January, February, March, that first quarter of the year is normally all right. And it starts, it can start like the day after Boxing Day. And, f- and for what, for everything or for still SUVs and estate cars and things like that? Like what, whatever, yeah. Whatever, yeah, okay. yeah. The market just picks back up. Yeah, so interesting mm. that. Uh, and so what have you got in at the moment that you're hoping to get out? <laughs> all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, got li- a, anything, anything could go. I- I'll be honest, ladies and gents, at the moment, because values have had a little bit of a dip, Cars are actually becoming decent value again now. Are they going to go down a bit more? I I would say, yeah. But pre-COVID, they all done that anyway. That was normal. Um, But they are becoming like price. They're not quite pre-COVID, but they're not far off. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. How how quickly theoretically it's all changed. Even though you have been talking about this for 12 months. I I, Uh, I said this about 18 months ago. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You did. Uh, Well, look, one car is bucking the trend at the moment. I wanted to kickstart today's episode with a bit of an in-depth chat about my my Christmas special video, which was my 1,000-mile experience in the Lotus Amira. A thousand miles you've done. A thousand miles, mate. Up to Scotland and back. I'm so sorry. How, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you shouldn't be. And I... Well, I am. I'm so nervous about having this conversation because <laughs> I know you're, you cannot wait to try and rip this car apart. But I guess let's just get into it and I'll talk you through my experience. You can ask all the questions you want to ask. I'll try and be as honest and open as I can be and, and we'll reflect upon yeah, our thoughts with the mirror because I've got to be one of the last automotive channels. I'm not going to call myself a journalist because I'm definitely not, but you know, automotive media outlets to get behind the wheel of an Amira. It feels yeah. like everyone's already done it. So I was late to the game. Yeah, I mean, I can't really go in on it, mate, because I've not driven it. I've sim one, but I haven't driven one. So... But, but I can still have an opinion of, uh, of what I think based on previous Lotuses and based on what I've seen so far. You will have a much better idea of me than me because you've driven it. When was the last time you drove a Lotus? Uh, good question. Mm. I mean, it wasn't recently. recently. But I, I drove... And, and what was it? Have you driven an Evora? I've driven an Evora, okay, yeah, yeah. Ma- manual V6 Evora type thing? Yeah. Any of the special ones? Yeah. Any of the- what was that one that we went in as well when we was doing That your- was an XZ... Oh, no, that was an Evora. That was that an was Evora, an Evora well, yeah. yeah. That was an Evora. Very that was one of the worst cars I've ever been in. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Actually, and, hold on. And, and a Elise point. and an Exige I've driven as well. Why was it the one of the worst cars you've ever been in? The Avora that we test drove back in, it must have been 2017. Well, it was like 70 grand. No, it was like 60 odd grand back then. It was terrible, weren't it? Why? Well, it was noisy. It was uncomfortable. It didn't have any tech in it. I can keep going. Build quality was no good. I'll keep going, mate. The engine's, no, no, no. The engine's dead. It's an old Toyota engine. It's terrible. But this is perfect. <laughs> because this is exactly, or these are exactly the issues Lotus have tackled with the Samira. Of course they are. Okay, so let's get the elephant in the room out of the way with the first edition V6 cars. Lovely. It is essentially still an Evora powertrain. So it's the same engine, the same gearbox, but actually less power. Good. <laughs> so <laughs> less power. It's slower, um, but it's Is more it? from yeah. It's heavier and it's slower. So less power, more weight. But it, 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 so it's all very familiar. But alongside that, they have addressed all of the issues you've just mentioned. So comfort in the touring spec that I had a big comfy electric seats, electric seats, heated seats. Uh, you have uh, full. Uh, infotainment screen with Apple CarPlay and SatNav and radio and all the kind of things you'd once touch screen. Brilliant. 
beautiful feel of materials and design. I actually think the design of the interior is really where they've just smashed it out of the park. It's a little bit like the Alpine A110. When you get in the Alpine, okay, it's a little bit part spinny, but that it's a beautiful design. There's lots of elements in there. You're like, wow, this is cool. This is different. Good. And you get in that mirror and you go, oh, just even like the air vents and the controls, everything is designed very nicely and everything Lovely. feels nice in your hands. Noise, they've definitely improved the noise insulation, which I think is potentially a negative because there's less sound from the engine slash exhaust. It's a quieter cabin, but that it makes it a more usable, drivable car. Yeah. In the touring spec, the... the it's a bit... It's a bit- bit more soulless than the old car yes it will yeah, come yeah. to that exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the ride quality definitely more supple um what were your other things that you mentioned i think that's probably the, uh, just everything the, no but those were the your reasons to why it was crap lotus have definitely addressed with the amira and right. i think they've been super clever to do that because i don't think anyone's necessarily gone and a Lotus is bad to drive. You might not want to drive a Lotus, but they have always been great driving experiences. I, I, I would say engaging. Yes, I, I wouldn't go. say a great driving experience. From my personal view, I, I think a GT3 is a great driving experience or a Pista, not an old Lotus. But everyone's different in, and now they perceive what a... A, 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 a pure driving experience. Correct, yeah. It was a very pure driving yeah. experience. It's fundamentally still pretty light. Yes, with the manual. Okay, fine. You could say it's an old Toyota V6, sure. But it still was a nice 400-odd horsepower, you know, fairly linear. Like, like you know, all of that stuff was, Lovely. was good. Lovely. Lovely. So you couldn't necessarily knock that. Right. Um, but yes, all of the other elements with Lotus, you could. Build quality, materials, uh, reliability, tech, comfort, all of that stuff is where they struggled. And I had that Evora GT410 or whatever it was for a summer a few months ago. And I loved it. But we came back and we talked about it in the podcast. And you said, well, would you have one instead of a Cayman? And I was like, it's too much of an alternative choice. Like, it's too extreme. It's brilliant. And I loved it. But it's too compromised. The Amira, I think not. Right. I know why that is, but you carry on because I'm going to finish this car off when you finish. Oh, and I'll tell, I'm going to tell you exactly why, but you carry on. Okay, so let me keep going with my experience. So yeah, Correct. car gets dropped off. Um, visually, again, in the spec, I actually really liked it. I know we've been a bit on and off with how that car looks since it launched. We I think it looks better than the old car. Yeah, it looks better than the old car. I think yeah. design language-wise, it yeah. does look kind of baby Ferrari-esque in some of its its elements. But in the flesh, it is still a Lotus. It's still small. It's still a small package. I think more MC20. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Yeah. yeah, very much more Maserati MC20. Like, it's it's got a good vibe about it, but it's a modern Lotus, but still a Lotus. So it's a small, but I, I took the car out to do some initial shots, and I was like, this is a good-looking car. Um, first kind of driving elements, I'm like, yep. Yeah, Feels like an Evora. I was, you know, driving around town, I was like, feels like a quiet Evora. So initially I was a bit like, hmm, how am I going to feel about this? And obviously there's a lot of sort of Lotus forums and Lotus purists being like, I don't get the point of this Amira. It's heavy. It's slower. It's dialed down. Like, oh, what Are these owners? Or yeah, these, these are Lotus purists. Right, okay, fine. So I was kind of spending that first day oh, being like... lovely ammunition for I, me. I was spending that first day being like, oh... What's, you know, what's going to happen here? Anyway, the next morning I woke up early and I had a nine and a half hour drive to Scotland. 
So most of the time, you know, if you said that to me about an Exige and a Lease or even an Avora, I'd have been like, got, got a trailer and planed it up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Vicky and I drove to Monaco in the Avora three years ago, something like that. I mean, that was commitment. Even and she, Actually, we were fine, but it was a commitment. This Amira, lovely. Yeah. It's got cruise control. Yeah. I mean, absolutely joyous. The, the cabin feels spacious, even though it's still it's a small car. Control. No, but I know. And I said this in the video, like, it's ridiculous that I'm getting really excited about CarPlay. Yeah. But it's because it's CarPlay in a Lotus. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, it, there's no point in 2022 that you should be going, wow, this car's got CarPlay. But in a Lotus, you can, because yeah. it's just such a revolutionary thing. And it, it it's unheard makes, of. It's unheard of. Yeah. And it makes what we're always brilliant driving cars suddenly actually relevant cars i'm monologuing a bit here but i want to get through this before you start to rip this car apart so yeah really easy drive up yeah so spacious cabin seats were super comfortable no backache good visibility sound system on blah blah, blah. and i thought you know what all right turned off the motorway into sport mode bit of a roads to the hotel and wow the car suddenly completely came to life Good. i was like this is this is brilliant and it was like three degrees wet as hell the tires were super cold like the car's kind of moving over but i was like oh my god unreal an experience uh, an experience yeah. really happy really enjoyed it like an evora at that point uh, yes yeah like a lotus let's yeah. come back to that like a lotus yeah yeah um so, it's, so, it's similar very yeah uh stayed at the five farms beautiful hotel yeah. woke up the next morning went out to do the main filming had a blast spent four or five hours up on this road thrashing the car squirming all over the place it's super easy to control getting a bit of a wiggle on getting a bit of a drift on like just having a total blast and then i go right got her back down another nine hour drive cruise on to london passes like a Jot, easy peasy, listen to some podcasts, get back home, look at the thing, you've done 1,018 miles. I was like, I've had an absolute blast. And I genuinely, Tony, got to London and thought, I'd have one of these cars. I would absolutely have one of these cars, right. which is after a month or two months with an Evora, I couldn't bring myself to do because I was like, it's just too compromised. Okay. So I have now just monologued at you for five or 10 minutes come at me come at me with all of your thoughts and let's let's discuss so i'm not surprised you would have one mm -hmm. because you like a pile of shit anyway in general you you don't like nice normal cars that do what they say on the tin you like quirky crap that no one else really buys now i'm going to pick up on a couple of things that you said that will absolutely prove my point you hate this because you know I'm going to be right. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what I hate is I so want to interject already, but I'm trying to be a good podcaster and I'm just letting you talk. Yeah, so you should, because I always let you talk. Yeah, you do. I do. Now, the we, we're going to go back to build quality mm -hmm. and looks. Mm -hmm. We would say, both of us, that it's loads more, I'm going to use the word safe, than the old car. Everything works, it's dialed back, although it's basically the same car. It's a prettier car to look at. It's got Apple CarPlay, it's got cruise control, which you got very excited about, which is all well and good. It's got nice little features on it. it it's got nice uh, interior, better finished than the old car, so it should, again, because things move on. But one thing I'm really going to pick up on is that that car in general 
has pissed off the four Lotus customers for the previous car because they didn't have any customers Lotus, which is why they're in trouble, which is why they built this car. Because this car was built for the masses. And it's why it is what it is. And that's why it's pissed normal Lotus customers off and they go in, oh, it's this and it's too heavy and it's too... Because it's not for them. If you want a Lotus, you buy the old car. If you're a Lotus, proper Lotus fan, this is for Porsche customers, F-type customers. This is a right. This is a mass-produced, rivaled car. And when you look at its rivals and its price, and then you compare, it's still just a Lotus, and it's miles off. Okay, so so I agree with everything you just said, apart from the very end. <laughs> <laughs> So, so by by stepping away from their core clientele, they had to absolutely yeah. agreed, and making the car better to live with, easier to live with, more loaded with tech, a little bit stepped back, etc., and bringing it closer to M2s, Caymans, F-types, etc. They have put themselves in that marketplace. Yeah, you say it's still fundamentally an old crap Lotus. But it's not, because it's now a Lotus that has all of the features that its rivals do. So it has okay, to, to compete with uh, them. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. But you now, I don't think, have the same leg to stand on, where obviously two years ago, when you were going Avora versus Cayman or F-Type or M2 or whatever, it was miles apart. There were too many places where the Lotus let itself down. But now... There are so few places that you can poke holes at the Lotus and say, oh, yeah, but it doesn't. Oh, but it doesn't. Oh, but it doesn't. It it, st- it now sits at the same level. Okay, it is a alternative choice. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to pretend for a second that people are going to buy. Everyone's going to switch to Lotus and buy British. But w- where where do you see it falling short, necessarily? The way the way that I always <clears throat> analyse these new new cars that come out and rival this sports car market, similar to the hot hatch market and the SUV market, but we'll concentrate on hot hatch. The car has to be absolutely bang on for it to be even considered, let alone be at the top. That sports car market, when you think sports car, proper sports car around that money, the first thing that comes into your head is Cayman Boxster because they're the best two. They are the best two. So I, I, I would put them at the top and then and then you then you dwell your way down and think what else would you have before you got to a mirror, essentially. So definitely the Porsches, me, for sure. And I'm speaking for the mass here because the mass, and figures suggest this, We'll know a bit more once the Amir is out. That the, the Porsche will still sell the same amount of Caymans and Boxsters. It won't affect their their sales. Then you've got F-Type, one of your favourite cars. You drive one every day. All right, it's not an R, but it would be uh, an S, probably. Uh, well, uh, now they've changed it all around, so you'd be the uh, dynamic seventy six grand four the P four fifty right the the okay. mid V eight the, the lesser powered V eight yeah. so uh, I would have one of them over the Amira me really hundred percent okay yeah yeah because it, it's just it's a nicer place to be uh, and dynamically 
you might lose a little bit from what you're saying though it's a heavier more cumbers cumbersome no i didn't say that but go on it's heavier than the old car more cumbersome is okay fine aggressive fine so this is this is the bit where i need to drive it because that but again if i was going to write a check now i don't need to drive it for this if i if i was looking at cars to buy i can think of four or five different sports cars before I'd get to it, before I'd even consider the Amir, I still even now. Have we died? No, no, no. Sorry, my, I hate my, it with that. My laptop screen just went to screensaver. Because this has happened to me us. before. It just spooked us. Sorry. <laughs> the red but, light's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're still recording. We're still Sorry, for those of you not watching, uh, we just had a little momentary <laughs> distraction in the little studio. Flap. But no, no, I look, hey, I. That's totally fine. That's I'm, I'm, his problem, by the way. This is what I'm talking about. And I think that's Lotus's problem in general, right? Is how do you pull people away from all those cars that you just mentioned? I think for me, an Amira and an F-Type don't sit together or, or against each other because whilst price-wise they might, it's a very different driving experience. You're buying an Amira because you are a, a, a Cayman or an M2 competition driver where you want to attack the road. F-Type I adore because they're cruisers and they are as enjoyable to waft around in and they're comfortable and, you know, it's, it's a different... You're not buying an F-Type to attack the Canyon Road. Oh, well, you, I'd have an M2 over it as well. Then. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, and that's exactly it. So, yeah. so I think, you know, if you're looking at drivers, enthusiast sports cars, um, it, it's definitely, yeah, M2 and Cayman. I think are its biggest rivals, I, I would say, personally. Um, what about the Supra? Uh, the Supra's a bit below, though, isn't it? It's 50 grand compared to the Amiris. Yeah. It's it, the first edition, 75. Yeah. And lesser powered. You know, so I, I yeah, think those yeah, are its yeah. two... That's how I see it, is its two main rivals. So there's always the question of, how, you know, is it better? I, I, I couldn't tell you if I had the money and if I was there... I genuinely think I would pick the Amira because firstly, you're right. I like something a bit different and it's always going to be the alternative choice. It's not going to be the, it's not going to outsell those two. You're mad to think of it's going to outsell, but it's going to be a popular alternative choice. And, and now you're really not compromising. You're not, apart from boot space compared to those two, you're really not compromising. The problem is it doesn't, it needs to sell mate. Because they've moved away from the traditional Lotus customer now. Well, hold on a sec. So this was going to be on. Okay, sorry. Go on. Go on. Go so on. they've they've moved away from the from the. I mean, there will be Lotus people that buy them, obviously, but they and they've had to move away because they've gone for the mass market. So they've gone to 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 sell cars to compete. Whereas years gone by, it's sort of you know we'll build this many cars and the lotus people that buy them and not we won't really attract anyone from other brands but now they've thrown a load of money at the car this chinese 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 yeah gilly 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 whatever yeah yeah which is They're a the big conglomerate that own volvo and polestar and um lincoln co and our whole yeah. lot, and i think they're insane, invested in mercedes and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so they're having a go they're building they're, they're building a, a a better lotus for sure but they've got to because the price has changed, things have changed, things have moved on, and they need to, to compete to get these people out of the cars. But it, it's going to be a very difficult one for them because, in my opinion, there's still three, four, five other sports cars that I'd buy in front of it, and I suspect the mass would as well. Well, and, and so I think... Let's address Lotus Purist for a second. I, I would assume, and I think, realistically, the cars for them 
we know that there's going to be an Avira, uh, Avira, <laughs> Amira, uh, Amira GT, an Amira Cup, an Amira, because Lotus are famous for doing their, of course. their variations and their yeah. versions. So the more hardcore focused cars are coming, firstly, you can also get the sport set up for the Amira, which gives you a slightly more focused suspension and things like that, lighter seats, etc. Sure. So when I say it's a heavier and slower Evora, it is still a fantastic B-road car. So for our US viewers, a Canyon Carver or, or, or a back road blaster, like it, it's a fantastic road car at the power and, and with the suspension set up and with that gearing. It, it's, you don't get it. I don't sit there and go, oh, I just wish it was a bit more... Of course, the old cars were super dialed in, super frenetic, right on their tippy toes and super like, and that's great. But if you want to appeal to the mass market and if you want to widen your customer base and if you want it to be a car that people can actually live with as a dailyable or usable sports car, you've got to make it more approachable. It needs to be a car for everyone. Exactly. And the yeah. fact that I literally spent 18 hours on the motorway and six or seven hours on B roads and had a brilliant time over an intense 48 hour period proves that that car's literally hit the nail on the head for what Lotus wanted it to do. Yeah. But yes, if you are a purist who's had an Exige Cup 430, whatever, whatever, you're going to get it and go, oh, it feels a bit boring. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. It's underwhelming. Yeah, but that's yeah. like comparing a GT4 or a GT4 RS to a normal S. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so the, that real purist customer is going to have to wait. It's going to have to wait for the special editions yeah. to come and, and, and understand that. The one that I think is interesting is the four-cylinder, obviously, is, is the A45 engine, which I think at the moment all has gone a bit quiet at Lotus about that. Obviously, there were big production delays. They were hit with big production delays, uh, as so many manufacturers were with this first edition. We haven't really heard much about that little AMG engine with the auto box. I think that's going to be the one to have. I, I, I won't disagree, but that's also going to be one that's going to be even harder for the Lotus purists to understand. Because, because this car isn't for the Lotus purist. The, 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 in general. No, no, no. It's for the mass. It, that's just what I'm saying. For sh yes, yes. So they don't care about the Lotus purist. Wait, wait no, for you're the, right. Wait so for the, the cup car. Yes, wait, wait for the cup car. Wait, yeah. for the, wait for the... the, the the, the two-liter car is, is, is the two-liter F-type. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yes, which, which uh, that's exactly it, because if you get in this Amira V6, it, it is very familiar. As, as I said in the video, it's not a revolutionary car for Lotus. It's just an improvement. They've addressed all the errors, areas that Evora let itself down with. They haven't, it's not rebuilding the not Rome. Hard. Sorry? It wasn't hard. No, no, but, it, but thank God, I mean, it took them long enough. <laughs> yeah. Took them long enough. You say it wasn't hard, but took them long enough. Yeah. So, so the, whilst the four-cylinder will be revolutionary, that's a whole new setup for loads. That's a different powertrain with a potentially really good auto box. Some aside. Different characteristics. Exactly. Like, yeah. So that, I think, is quite an exciting and interesting proposition. And, and price-wise, I don't know if we've had confirmed pricing for that car. It's cheaper than the V6, though, right? So, yeah, it's got, it's got to be cheaper than the yeah. V6. Um, yeah, th- that, I think, could be a really interesting proposition. But I really, I really enjoyed this car. And... I know if you drive it, you'll go, yep, it's good, it's nice. You're still going to say, oh, but I'd have an M2 or Cayman instead of it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they just have made it a more usable car. And I say, it's a, it's definitely a stronger option now. If you're looking there and you can't quite decide, you think, oh, Cayman, I guess you could get a GTS for that money, 75-odd grand. Yeah. So, you you know, Cayman GTS, yeah, I kind of like it. M2, I've always had them, the new one. The new one we know is, what? 70 grand. 70 grand. So, yeah. So, you know, if you if you want something that's a different choice, it is now definitely a much more considered option. Um, however, let's have a little bit of a talk about what we started this conversation with, values, because one of the first cars that came to market was via collecting cars. It was, yeah. And we both shared a message, and God, this is going to be interesting to see what this does. And I think it ended up selling close to 90 grand after after their um, fees, didn't it? Yeah, I think, was it 92 or 94 or something like that? I think like so. Yeah. And on Autotrader at the moment, there are nine listed, all speculative values ranging from about 84 to 99 grand for first edition cars, which is a sort of 15 to 25 grand premium mm. on these cars. Now, we know that collecting cars one side. I don't know what these rest of these ones are going to be doing, but that suggests that there is still a bit of hype and expectation. And just based on my Instagram posts and feedback and things like that, you know, it's... I'm not sure we can judge that on one or two cars that have gone for overs, mate. You know, like, like a different end of the market, but I can give you an example. Early STOs went for overs. Now look at them. Sure, you sure. Know, like, uh, there's uh, an impatience because uh, there's a delay. And uh, yeah. if you said, "I'll oh, sell your car's not coming till October next year," you might think, "Screw it, I'll just buy this one now and sell mine when it comes." GT Freeze last year, a quarter of a million quid. Still are, aren't they? <laughs> 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 I had they were going up to three hundred. <laughs> really good resale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. but the, you know, in, in <laughs> <laughs> you wait till you see his car. <laughs> <laughs> No matter what, when my car arrives, it will always be the most affordable or least valuable car on the market. <laughs> it always is. For multiple reasons. But yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's you can't really judge them on early cars. I think we've got to wait till they're really out and people have had delivery of them. Because as well, you see it so often, especially in the last couple of years, 
Another example I can give you is G-Wagons. People have had orders for G-Wagons, and we sold one last month where the bloke had had one on order for a year and he's just pissed off for waiting. Yeah. So the, the bloke who's bought that one at 90 or grand, he might already have one on order. Yeah, fair. He's just, he doesn't know when it's coming. He's pissed off for waiting. So he thought, I'll have one now, and then when that other one comes, I'll sell it. So, yeah, we, we we don't know that bit yet because, it, we, you know, yeah. I think values long-term won't be any good, personally, because the brand isn't strong enough. It's going to be super interesting to see. And obviously, yeah, you say the brand. I mean, we mentioned Geely. Obviously, Lotus really are pushing in this new direction, heavily electric direction. We've got the Avaya, the hypercar coming. What was the um, what was this, this SUV thing called? I've actually forgotten what it was called. What? The, the Lotus electric SUV thing. No idea. It's that, it's Alita. Alita. Stupid. Alita. Alita. Yeah. What was it called? I, I'm not interested. Anyway, so and then and then there's talk of a an electric four door coming. You know, I love Lotus because of their heritage, and I've always loved driving Lotuses. And I say that Amira, honestly, if I was in that market, 100% would have one. I adored it. If I had the money, 100%. If Lotus would give me a long term loan, I would. I would be very happy. I don't really have the garage space, but. But yeah, they're they're pushing in a new direction, and and let's see, let's see what's to come. You're right. Let's see. I, I I'm not going to beg and plead for you to get behind the wheel of one because I kind of know where your head's going to be at. But I, I I would like you to sniff around one. Well, I don't. Well, I'll probably end up getting one in stock. I'm at sure one you point. will. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily need to drive one for me to change my opinion. I probably already made my mind up. Um, because of what I've been exposed to over the years, and I probably know what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um. But I would like to drive one just to make sure yeah. that I am right in yeah. what, what, I'm, what my thoughts well, are. Well, as I say, when you drive it, it would just feel, if you drive the V6 manual, like, a, like an Evora. Yeah. It, that, you know, from Which that is point fine of view. for 10 minutes. Well, you, no, you, no, no. But this is the thing. Driving dynamics Evora plus yeah. comfortable seats, comfortable yeah, ride quality tech. So you say all right for 10 minutes. Actually, now it's all right for, as I proved, 18 hours. Fair enough. Hours. Fair enough. But that... that the experience that I've had in Lotuses before is I never disliked driving them, but we've said this so many times before on this show where we're so exposed to stuff and we're so critical. And when I drove old Lotuses before, you get it for 10 minutes and you think, well, actually, this is really quite cool, but can you live with it forever? Unless you're a really special sort of person, which is why Lotus aren't building cars for you anymore because you are special. As in, I don't mean that derogatory. I mean it because they want to sell a lot of cars. And there ain't many people like that around that will buy a Lotus for that particular reason. So I'd be interested to see comparison from that point of view for what you're saying. You will be able to live with it. But even then, even if you can live with it and it's better, I still wouldn't buy it over the competitors. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's let's wait and see. Hopefully, you'll get a chance at some point to to sniff around one and 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 uh, prove that I'm right. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll move on and slightly turn our attention, I guess, to the forthcoming new year. Maybe some of you are listening to this episode in 2023. Hello to those of you in the future. Yeah, uh, we're obviously still recording this towards the end of 2022. It's November. We're, we're very. We're not recording this in November. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are very excited for next year um uh some some fun new for new episodes new formats like the whole new series starting within the podcast we next got year. we got do you know what? i was just thinking this morning i was going to tell you off camera actually well we know i've got a lot to do next year i know we're gonna be quite busy we've, we? a, we've actually got loads to do we actually have like a few trip like 
Like, yes. Like, but like to go and we're flying to record episodes. <laughs> it's like really extreme. Yeah. Like, anyways, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I think because of everything that we've been able to achieve over the last eighteen months or so, uh, it's meant that twenty twenty three is looking looking good yeah. for the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. But let's talk about cars. And let's keep it about cars for now because we're we, you know we're not quite underway yet. If the Amira is going to be trading for 100k for a while, and, and fundamentally Lotuses have always been a little bit expensive, what does it mean for those of us wanting a more affordable sports car? What are our options? And, and we spoke the whole of 2022 about the fact that prices are going through the roof, not just for Lotuses, but across the board, prices are increasing left, right and centre, M2s, 70 grand. Where have the 50 grand sports cars gone, essentially? Because I know that's still a lot of money. But the 50 grand sports cars, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, always represented your kind of entry-level serious sports cars. You'd stepped up from a hot hatch in this country. You were starting to weigh in with the big boys. You often got good power, a good badge. Um, You know, you could put your weight out at a cars and coffee, but usually had pretty good finance rates, were pretty affordable. Like, you could get them. They were available used market. Do you see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, but things have changed. Things have changed. But we're here to talk about, in 2023, what the affordable cars could be. And actually, we're not the only ones having these thoughts because the legends at Autocar, who help, us out, who help us out a lot with topics on this podcast, recently did an article saying that the, the most affordable and the best affordable cars of 2022. We're going to kind of tweak that and, and reference it in 2023. So, cars that they listed... We're going to kickstart with, well, a car that I think we are recently bigger fans of than we previously realised, the Ford Mustang. Well, you are. (laughs) No, come on. We had a fun experience in in LA. Had a great experience. With the Shelby GT500. We had a blast. We had a laugh. And since I've come back, I've had a, I look at V8. Mustangs with a with a more romantic eye. Got one days. in stock. I look at one every oh, day. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how much you got a used one in stock? What was got a 2021 black car, custom pack, all black, black yeah. wheels. Nice car actually with five thousand miles on it. Uh and it's up at forty four grand, forty three nine nine five. That's not bad at all because they're, no, they're, good value they're for starting money. at like forty eight, forty nine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they also hold their value relatively but, well. But the V eight ones have. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. I didn't know that. That's even a, more of a reason. Yeah. Because, again, a bit like with the Amira. Okay, it's the alternative choice, and look, the cabin is a bit dated now. You know, yeah. when you get in it, it's it's a bit off and uh, naff, uh, and not really a sports car. No, but it gives the impression of a sports car. Look, looks like one. Looks like one. Sounds yeah. like one. Big burly V8. Iconic. All those kind of elements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once you start throwing around the corners, hold your breath. and interior build quality at 50-odd grand, there's a lot of better options. But if you're telling me you could buy one at 50 grand, put 5,000 miles on it and sell it to you for 40 whatever you paid for it trade-wise, probably 20. (laughs) Can't be like that, 15. (laughs) (laughs) A few years later or however, you know, 18 months later. I mean, that's that's a good option to be looking at, I think. Yeah. I mean, always the benchmark we always use is the M2 comp in in, in this... In this, um, in this, but segment. we can't anymore. We can't anymore because, because it's seventy grand now. Because the new one that's coming, not even the comp, is seventy grand. But if you go on the old car, that was a. But even now, that looks a bit old and dated inside because things move on so quickly. Especially with the Germans, right? Of course, they they really update things really quickly. The Germans they move with the times because they have to. Um, 
So yeah, I, I think unbelievably we now have to discount the M2. Another reason why I wanted to do this list. Well, if you go in 2023, we do. Yeah, yeah, for a- sure, a- absolutely. Uh, there is a replacement though that BMW do. You're going to say the 240 Yeah, which I keep banging on about. Keep banging on about that. How many have you got in stock? No, I haven't. I haven't. Honestly, I can't tell you enough. It's a great car, that. And they are new how much? Um, Must be 50-something, right? No, like a fully spec one would be 50 grand. Yeah. Uh, You can put the M Sport kits on them and they, they go above 50 grand, but... They're 50 grand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know you've had some come through at, at below that. Yeah. And they are super cool. I mean, my question is, because it's the the M Lite or the baby M, yeah. does it carry the same weight, the same gravitas? Like, would you always think you're in a lesser car? Do you know what I mean? I bet like, it's tough because things have moved on. I yeah. mean, you, 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 you know, hot, hot hatches now are 50 grand. Yeah, no so, fair. So, uh, you know, we got a new shape RS3 in stock with 63 grand. It's a joke, isn't it? That's just how much they are. But, Things have changed. But that's what I mean. So, so therefore, you know, your, your entry-level affordable go-to sports cars, if you can't have the fully-fledged M2, maybe I would look somewhere differently. So, so for example, the Mustang... Because at least you're sort of in the UK, at least we don't get the Shelbys here. You're at the top, you know, you're in somewhere different. You're like, I got the best Mustang I can get. Well, the, well yeah, like, well, yes, the fastback. Yes and no. You're, you're a little bit right. The problem is, is residual values on the Mustang aren't very good. So when you load them both on finance, the other cars are, although they're more money, they've got better residuals. The monthly payments won't be too dissimilar. Yeah, no, no, fair. So that's that's a good that's, point that's another problem. Comes to play. Yeah. Okay, so then let's come on to something that we we reference every now and again: the Supra. Yeah. Because that's an interesting and wacky one. Sold which, one of them last month. Yeah. Okay, right on that cusp. Right, they start at fifty k. I'm sure you can put a few options on there. We sold one early forties. Yeah. Early forties. What sort of a year, 20, or two years old? Twenty twenty with ten thousand miles. Like yeah. That. I mean, so you know, forty to fifty k used slash new. And that's a, you know, it's an alternative quirky choice, as we've spoken about many times before. Okay, yes, a rebodied Z4, as we like, everyone likes to point out. But it's something different. It gives you that sports car vibe. I yeah. think you could turn up at Cars and Coffee. It, it, it feels cool. I still haven't actually driven one. But to sit inside feels a bit special. No, yeah, yeah. It, it feels more special than the BMW. It's just, they, they've just tweaked it slightly. Although it is really BMW. But actually, you'd... If if you be honest, you'd rather sit in a BMW interior and you would have Lotus interior. I, I, I would have the Supra over the M240i. Oh, I don't know about that, mate. Really? Oh, mate, I don't know about what. That. What about the M240i? Would you would swing it for you? Well, the badge for one. The, Interesting. The the infotainment system. Because it, what does the Supra use? The the older stuff. Okay. The thing has got all the new, like your X3. So it's got the latest entertainment system. Dynamically, there's probably not a great deal in them. It's similar engines. In fact, they're probably similar power. So dynamically, there probably wouldn't be a great deal in them. Um, but if I had to choose, I, I would choose the 240. Because it's just a newer car. Sure. It's still a, new, it's still like. a newer car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah. But I think... You'd always have the better of what you could... Clarkson used to always ter- use the... Um, if you turned up at a restaurant, and was it Claudia Schiffer or Heidi Klum was there? With, what would they say about the car? Do you remember the ice yeah, cold test? Yeah, So yeah. mine is the cars and coffee test. If you turned up at Goodwood Breakfast Me or whatever it would be, M240i, you're probably in the support car park at the back. Super, you've got a chance of making it onto the main straight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but just for the name, not for the car. 
You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. the, the, so the, you say the badge, but I think Supra badge, even that new shape, whilst it's a real dialed down version, diluted version of the original, it still carries some weight within the car community. And so I've got a Supra, I drive a Supra, you know, even as the new one, I think it's, it carries more than I, I drive I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what then, if we're talking about badges that cars that aren't actually very good, what about the Nissan GTR? Oh, I mean, yeah. That'll get you, that'll get you but, straight but, on the but, front but, row. But, but, I'd rather but walk. You're buying an old GTR, right? Well, 2014, yeah. 2015, yeah. I, discount. Why? I mean, because they, they've always been a full... Because at that point, we could, if you really want to go there, I could start throwing <laughs> Bentley Continentals, Aston Martin... But I saw an Aston Martin Rapide S oh up my 50 God. grand the other day. Like, <laughs> if you want to go that 50 point... 50 grand a year we run. Can go around. I'm talking about sort of new, like, you know, if, if a new M2, if a new Amira, if a new Cayman have all gone too far... I'm talking about what are your new or nearly new options at 50k? Right, okay, nearly new. Yeah, and to GTR, I think we have to discount because you can. Always, there's always stuff you can find. There's also you can get a seven series, the V12 760. Oh my god! Yeah, they're like 40, 50 grand. What a car! Yeah, V12 7 series. Yeah, dreamy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's discount the GTR. Well, what about um, an M4 Comp then? No, but again, no, it's old shape. Well, it might be old shape. But it's still a 2020 car though. Yeah, f- fair, fair. 40 grand there's no reason to discount it but it, it goes against what i am trying to do with this list but i don't really understand what you're saying i mean that it's, is still a nearly new car case then it's not the latest generation how much was it when it came out 60 odd 65 okay it's just a bit it's a great car for thought it's a proper oh, grown-up car so i know you do but but mate honestly it's a it's a cracking car for 40 grand 20, so is a 991 I mean, we could sit here all day at cars that are sub 50k. But that's not, that won't be a 2020 car. It'll be like a 2010. <laughs> yeah, it probably will be. 24, 24. No chance. No, no. It one. might be a 2012. Might, might be a 2012. Yeah, 2012. Won't even be an S. It'll be a non S. It'll be just a normal Carrera. I bet I could find a 991 Carrera S. With, I might have a ton of mileage. A ton of mileage. Um, but no, I, so, so my, my point is, as I say, it, it, it's, it's if you're buying new or at least like. I say one one year. It's basically new, new or near as new. Because, you know, if you get on the argument of, oh, well, you don't have to get the new M2, just get the old M2. Like, it's not the kind of conversation that I'm trying to have. Because there right. are, we've done it before, there are so many brilliant cars sub 50K. Right. This is, I'm going into a dealership to either buy, order new or at least buy off the lot. Right. So, okay. you'll, have, so, you'll, so you'll have a 2020 Supra, but you won't have a 2020 M4 I was car. trying to do you a favour and talk about the fact that you get these cars in stock. Or get both of them in stock. It was more the fact that a brand new Supra is 50k. You're trying, to, you're trying to rip somebody off at 44 or whatever you said. 40, I said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I haven't got actually one of them in stock at 40 grand. Fine. So so that you don't get confused. No. I'm basically talking about <laughs> new cars. It's right. basically what I'm trying. I was just trying to do you some free promotion. Right. And reference the fact that you get these cars into stock every now and again. <laughs> And trying to let people know that they but can you come can't to you. buy a but brand you new. You ruined the entire segment. <laughs> screwed yourself, and I'm not going to give you promotion anymore. Right. I'm just going to tell people: don't go to Gravelwood. Go directly to the dealers and buy these cars new. Don't buy them used and get ripped off by people like Tony. And pay more money for them new. So because you can't buy a new suit for fifty grand. By the way, yeah, you can. That's where they start. At. Start at forty nine. So that's something. a two liter one. That's not a three liter one. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, I did say from, didn't I? I did say from. Uh, How much is the? You uh, said up to fifty grand. The three liters starts at fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. Starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so? it's a two liter that's that's late forties, which is no, no, no. I'd rather walk. 
Um, so I'm looking here. The two liters actually fifty grand and a half, fifty thousand four hundred eighty. Oh, so it's out the list. It's out of the list. You can't. You can't the even th- add it. The, sli- the, the cheapest three liter is fifty four and a half. So yeah, the super's gone. Super's gone. I'm fully up for that. Super's gone. So we can't have it. Can't have it. Too expensive. So we just spent five minutes talking about super. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it's not in there. So Why let's go back did to the you have to do com. this? Why are you just ruining the entire segment? Just go with it. You don't have to pick it apart. <laughs> well, that's just what go I'm with for. the flow. <laughs> now, now we've had to like basically scrap the entire segment. Why can't you just relax into it and just? Should just chill. Want to start again? No. <laughs> Keep going. Next up on the list, I'm actually going to skip the middle one. GT86, the new DT- GT86, starting at just under 30k. If Good you can car. get one, apparently a lot of delays on those. Good car. Great car, supposedly. Great car. Neither of us have actually driven it. I have. The new one. Oh, not the brand new one. Exactly. But how much different can it be than the 10 horsepower? Yeah, probably not. I mean, it'd be the same. I'm sure it'd be exactly the same. Yeah. But it, it might be different. You never know. Um, but yeah, brand new car. Still great entry-level performance car. Um, half the cost, half the budget. In Achieve Leave. No complaints there, do we? Same as the MX-5. MX-5, 27 and a half grand. Those two are still, there's still a lot of good stuff at the 30k mark. It's also like the sort of, the, not the hot hatches or the super hatches, but like the sort of super minis or whatever we call the, them. The, 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 the problem is there's still, uh, that, that cheaper sports car, there is still um, a lot at the cheaper one, but as you go up the list, you used to be able to get a bigger, throatier, three litre engine car with 400 horsepower. That's the stuff that's gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone way too expensive. I mean, you can get a, a Caterham 420. No thanks. <laughs> Well, you've got to build a car yourself. 38 grand. No, they build it for you now. Oh, that's nice it's of them. Up, it's, up to, it's up to you. You can choose the kit if you want. But the problem is you've now debunked this list so much that I'm now so confused by my own are. criteria. But fundamentally... You just got it all right. You should have consulted me properly before no, we got it. Oh, you've really thrown me off. What a disaster. <laughs> what a disaster. I was trying to say that if you are still at that 50K mark, there are still some options for you. If you want to look at the used market and go and knock on Tony's door, you have a million options. Yes. Everything from 911s to Bentleys to GTRs. To, I mean, there's the world is your oyster still on the heavily used market, sub 50K. Everything is there. Would you like me to sum it up for you and help you out? You can try. No, because it's really quite easy. If you want a high-powered sports car now for 50 grand new, forget about it. If you want a high-powered hot hatch for 50 grand, you can get one. Just. Just about. A45S. They're 50 grand. It's not brand new, but it's near as damn it. It's 18 months old. No, left 10,000 miles on it, 15,000 miles, but whatever. It'll be as near as damn it and be as fast as them old, fast as an older M2 comp or as fast as a Toyota Supra for sure. The problem is, is that the barometers have moved. The, the, you know, it's all moved. And yeah, you can still get a sports car for under 50 grand, but it'll be a two litre car. It'll be like a GT86, it'll be like an MX5. And they're 25, 30 grand. And yeah, you'll have loads and loads of fun in one, slowly. Yeah. Like your 360. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know how to reply to that. 
Well, thank you so much for ruining this episode. <laughs> I suppose we will use that moment to to wrap things up uh, and call an end to yeah, what has been a spectacular 2022 for for so many reasons. But yeah, most especially this podcast and you, the audience, uh, you've been amazing. We've met so many of you and incredible some of our incredible live events. Thank you to all of you that came and attended those. We've met many of you in supermarkets, at car events, Goodwood, um, random places around the world. Rest- Restaurants. Um, restaurants. Yeah. It's just been fantastic and we love it. Tony has bought and sold some of your cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your continued support week in, week out is what we absolutely love. Thank you to all of you who have been joining us over on Recast for some of our live streams over the last few weeks. Lots of exciting, exclusive content, content coming to Recast in 2023. Um, we are starting to put some work into our live shows for next year. Behind the scenes. But behind the scenes, working hard. <laughs> working hard. Looking to maybe change the format so we can actually increase the number of people coming to those live shows. So that's very exciting. We have some more international live events planned for next year. So for those of you around the world, we may be coming to your neck of the woods. We've got some big, big interviews lined up for 2023. Big big guests, some new formats, some subsidiary series and episodes, and I think probably... Some press drives? Oh, yes. (laughs) By the way, I very nearly sent you on a press drive, which could have been a disaster. (laughs) And I sort of set it all up, and then I I found out that you would have to share a car with another journalist, and I went, no. no. So I just binned it off. But anyway, so yeah, Tony's going to go off on some press drives by himself and come back and report on some. We're going to go together. I mean, I think we. it's fair to say 2023 is going to be the year for the podcast, right? Yeah. It's going to be big. So subscribe now if you're watching here on YouTube. Turn on notifications. Uh, If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please rate us. Give us a review. We love a five-star. But if you think we're crap, give us a one star. Be no, honest. Don't do that. No. Don't be like that. <laughs> Only give us a five star. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, if you want to check out exclusive content or some of our live streams, head over to our recast page. If you want to follow Tony and see some of his content from Lapland, will you be sharing content from Lapland? Uh, no. No. Okay. I well, might put the odd picture up of some snows and trees, but you saw that all last week. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to see some of that, you head over to uh, follow him on Instagram at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And we'll be back with you. I think imminently, but definitely in 2023. So we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.